0: Welcome to the Manly, Pinterest, Manly tip show. Pinterest Tip Show, a show designed to assist man in his quest to succeed on Pinterest. If you have interest in the content you want to share, content you want your clients to see, learn ways to grow and succeed in this unique and exciting world, one man, one man will, assist will assist you on your journey. To become a pinner and grow your presence online, men and women can share in the success. And And here to show you how Is is your host, Jeff C. Adding testosterone, one pin at a time.
1: Hello folks, welcome to the Manly Pinterest Tips Podcast. I'm Jeff C. And you're not. I'm very excited to be talking today all about how to create viral images. I do want to take this chance to tell you about a group coaching opportunity I will be offering. I'm getting ready to launch an eight-week in-depth live Pinterest training starting in March, and I'm really wanting you to be there. If you have any interest in Pinterest and visual marketing, you need to check this out. Head on over to manlypinteresttips.com forward slash training. That's manlypinteresttips.com forward slash training. I'm very excited to have Rebecca Redice back with me on today's show. Rebecca is an award-winning writer, social media strategist, and global brand ambassador for Post Planner. She is the author of How to Use Social Media to Virtually Crush the Competition, and recently named a top 10 social media blog by Social Media Examiner for the second year in a row, as well as one of the top 10 most shared content marketers. Now, this interview that I did with Rebecca was a live show where the audience was able to interact with myself, guests and each other. If you'd like to be a part of one of our live shows, make sure to head on over to mainlypicturestips.com and join our email community to find out when our next live show is. Come join us, where you can ask your own questions during the show. I've learned so much from Rebecca over the years, and we honestly both could go on for hours talking about one of our favorite subjects, visual marketing. I think you'll get a ton of great tips out of this episode, so let's jump right into my conversation with Rebecca Rebecca. Thank you so much for being on the show today.
2: Yeah. You know, I would never miss an opportunity to get to hang out, <laughs> especially with that beard.
1: Oh, I mean, well, beard you know. That beard is epic. Well, it's it's getting there. I need to get it. I need to go to the barber. I have a good, great barber. She'll trim it up really nice. Do for- you
2: ever do little braids?
1: My daughter does. She like once. Mm-hmm. She does like Jack Black kind of, not Jack yeah. Black, uh, you know, the the pirate. So she likes to do that. Oh actually.
2: yeah, yeah, so, right, right, yes.
1: Yeah. Uh uh-huh. <laughs> um, So if any of you guys have any questions in uh, the live audience, you know, just feel free to ask them. You just type forward slash Q, and we will try to get to them uh, today during the show. So Rebecca, I I really have to ask you, global brand ambassador. That sounds like something out of NATO. What is yeah. what is that? So what do you actually do? <laughs>
2: Uh, you know, my, my position with Post Planner has definitely evolved. Um, I've been working with them for the last year. Uh, it's, it's been a crazy fast year. And oddly enough, I started working with them, um, Because, and you'll appreciate this, uh, because their Pinterest presence uh, totally sucked. And our our mutual friend Peg Fitzpatrick said to the CEO Josh Parkinson, "You know what? You you've got to get on board the Pinterest bandwagon." And I know the exact person that can help you out with it. So I had started helping them uh, with Pinterest with Google+ uh, and uh, a couple of different things and it's really involved so or, or evolved and the idea behind global brand ambassador was to um, really help spread the word about the brand and I've been using post planner long 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 before uh, I ever is started working with them so was a definite fan of uh, the app and all the that it could do and now i'm working uh, on a daily basis with the marketing team on all of their inbound marketing so in the creation uh we just created and launched the facebook 30-day challenge um Right. So pretty much every campaign, uh, that you see come out of Post Planner, I'm a part of, and it's been a ton of fun. I'll tell you, I've never been so challenged as a marketer than working with this team. And so, like I said, you know, it's been a, a crazy fast year, um, but probably the most fun I've had in a really long time.
1: Yeah, it kind of echoes. It's kind of funny that you're talking about that because it was the same way with Social Media Exam. I started, they needed somebody to do Pinterest, and then it turned into Instagram, and then it's Google+, and then it's doing video. And so it's, you know, but the fun the thing is, and I was going to ask this later, but we'll talk about it now. One of the things that I think, you know, everybody talks about, you know, increasing your reach and all this stuff, you know, when you, you become big, on when you grow on social or whatever. And to me, it's not so much that it's the collaboration, you know, that I now can work with this team. And you mentioned how fun it was. It's just a blast. I mean, Mm. it's so much fun. That's awesome. And um, I think as we talk about, you know, creating viral videos, I think that's one of the things that helped me out the most was as uh, I, you know, had conversations and made relationships with people, I had people to collaborate with on my visuals and say, does this work? What do you think? You Mm. know, I've done that. I've actually asked you that question before. And so (laughs) I think sometimes that's one of the things when people start out, they're scared to reach out to maybe some people around them, but how important that is for collaboration.
2: Oh, gosh. Yeah, it's it it really is critical. And that is so cool to hear. uh, And not at all surprising that, you know, that has turned into so much more or that you're having so much fun, because I'll tell you, Social Media Examiner is definitely one that has that corporate culture that just it leads into everything you do. And you can't help but just want to be a part of that. Um, And, you know, I I think every single person you included that's a part of that, you really emulate, you know, all that uh, Social Media Examiner has, has become. And um, I think a big part of that is in your willingness to collaborate, to uh, really tap into the audience that's out there. And you, you know, I, I know we've got so many people here that we uh, we definitely supported and promoted, and we just continue right. to collaborate. Um, and Peg, there she is. Yeah, there she um, is. <laughs> <laughs> um, we continue to support one another, and I cannot just speak uh, more to that than we probably already have in just you know on various social networks of the importance of having your tribe of having that group of people that uh, is just incredibly supportive of what you do and is helpful in uh, amplifying your message and your vision um, and and helping you get the word out there uh, about um, your business. And it's funny that that Peg is here that we were just talking about, you know, kind of our personal journeys with Post Planner and Social Media Examiner. But I wrote her last night because I I was just in San Francisco for the last several days. We have some really huge uh things coming with post planner and so we were working on that and i was with our we're based in 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 san francisco and i was with our ceo josh parkinson for the last several days and so i was uh just sharing with peg um what a fantastic trip it had been and i said and you know it's all your fault All your friends, because she introduced me uh, in the the first place. And that is the power of building a community that, you know, knows, likes, and trusts you, but supports you and really wants to cheer you on in your own journey. And what a difference, right, that is than the alternative.
1: It's huge. And so I think that's, that's a lesson that I think that, Anybody can take, and I wish I would have told my younger self a long time ago, is the collaboration. Uh, A real quick plug that, uh, you know, if you'd like to ever talk to Rebecca and me in real life, we will be in uh, San uh, San Diego in April at Social Media Marketing World. We're both speaking there. So make sure you grab us if you're there. That would be a lot of fun. So.
2: That would be fun. We'll have to do uh, maybe a blab, some kind of that live stream fun, yeah. while that we're there. Cool.
1: Yeah, that would be very, very cool. So as we talk about visuals today, and I know, you know, I've, I've followed you since I can never remember getting on social media, and, you know, your, your visuals have always been top notch. But how do you think, why do you think visuals are even more important as you see the future come, like in 2016, this year, and beyond? What are, what are, what are your thoughts on that?
2: Uh, you know, I think they are, uh, they're that instant connector. They're an I- immediate way for people to identify uh, your content, for people to know who you are. And I think more and more, uh, it's become critical that we stand out within the newsfeed or wherever it is you're spending your time. Uh, and that you do make it very easy for people to know who you are. Uh and visual marketing does that and and thank you for saying what you did at the beginning because I I'm I'm an enormous fan. I don't want to make this a love fest, but I am an enormous <laughs> fan of your visuals because I remember you worked on your brand and it was uh you know how I don't remember the ugly part I just oh, remember it that was, it was did. different um, and and you really finding what worked best for you and you've nailed it you know you've just found exactly and I, I, I see your 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 images on I- Instagram um, in these days and I probably spend too much time there uh, I'm, I'm right, giving that it. away yeah. I'm a little yeah. addicted um, but hey, they're beautiful uh, and and they're just crisp and and they're clean and they're straightforward. No, stop. So, yeah, stop. I, I, all right, I'll stop. stop. I'll stop. <laughs> um, but you have figured out what that look and feel is for you. You've figured out uh, exactly what that key takeaway is that you want people to be left with every time they look uh at one of your visuals and i think that's going to become more and more important as if it's not already uh, as as we're creating that or looking to create that differentiation in what we do uh and in answering that question that's always at the top of the mind of anybody looking to connect with us which is why you yeah, you know, why right. should I choose you over the next person? Uh, and, and I think visuals are a way to capture attention, uh, draw more eyeballs onto your content uh, and make deeper connections with your audience in a way that you just can't do on a text basis, at least not in my opinion.
1: Right. Well, and one of the things and uh, I wanted to point out that for, and thank you for all that, um, but it, it was hard work. And just I, I know like you, when you first got started, you didn't put out a couple of blog articles and, and maybe some nice graphics and then all started and started winning these awards for your blog. I mean, uh, it, it took time. I mean, it, it, it kept you. I mean, I, and I know because I watched you and I even use uh, some of your examples in presentations that I do is I see that you're constantly testing and refining mm-hmm. your brand so what advice would you give people who okay maybe they're just getting started with their brand they're just getting uh their visuals they're trying to tweak them what advice would you give them for starting out
2: uh just get started first of all Mm -hmm. so find something that feels right for you and put it out there uh it can be really scary to, to put that piece of you and your business out. Branding can be very, very personal. Um, and you have to be okay with uh, doing exactly what you just talked about, you know, putting it out there, testing, uh, and, and allowing yourself to continue to refine that. I look back at some of my initial stuff and I'm like, oh, yeah, it's so ugly, you know, at least in my opinion. And it's uh, but that's okay because it's all led to where I am today. I just did a a big facelift um, on my visuals over the weekend, changed out uh, everything from my website across all of my social networks. And so it's constantly keeping it fresh, too. Uh, so that you you can continue to change as your business changes, stay up right. to date with what your current offering is, your product, your service. Um, but I would start with step one of identifying what what's your business all about. Uh, so are you know what at the core of who you are? Are you you know are you funny? Are you serious? Right. Um, and then starting to figure out what the elements elements are, what What the color scheme is, the fonts that are really going to portray that because your brand, very masculine, uh, at least in my opinion, probably wouldn't work uh, for me.
1: I'm wearing a skirt right now. You just can't see it. Yeah, other well, than that, yeah. All
2: right. <laughs> uh, do you have the heels to go with it no, or is it just...
1: No, I, I have trouble walking in them. It's really right, rough. All
2: right. Yeah. Well, uh, there is that. Yes. No matter how many years. That's
1: right. It. So, so <laughs> what do you think when you, you think... I, I'm interested because I don't think I've ever asked you this before. Is, you know, w- when you have a good image, what stands out to you? What are the the best attributes that when you see a great image, go, oh, that's that's a good image? Mm-hmm. What are some of the top okay. ones that you? notice
2: yeah well for me it's uh, there's balance um, so there's not an overpowering amount of elements or text uh, that it's visually appealing to the eye meaning it's it's got the right mix of uh, maybe graphics or the the color scheme that is a part of your brand um, and most of all that it stands out so it's unique to you uh, and and it's something that, uh, as I said, it's going to create that visual connector um, from your business to all of your online properties. Um, so there's a lot of different things for me. I really like clean. Uh, mm. I like simplistic. I like to keep it. And those are what work best for me personally. Um right. But I think that's going to come from testing, getting the data on that, uh, which I did a lot of, you know. So, for example, uh, my brand color is orange and I tested do uh, images with an orange background with white typeface perform better or the other way around. And I found that the orange background didn't perform very well, which I was kind of bummed about, uh, because I, I, I love the color. But it's paying attention to those details, uh, and knowing what your audience is looking for, not just what you feel, what your gut tells you is working.
1: Yeah, that's important, because, <laughs> you know, it, it all goes back to the data. Is it is it converting? Is it driving traffic? And yeah. I think that's very important. No matter. You, can, you have to finally realize, and I had to do this myself, is you can't force something that you think is good down your audience's throat it- If they don't like it, they don't like it and you need to change. And so that's, that's sometimes a a bitter pill to swallow, but uh, (laughs) that's something I think everyone has to learn.
2: It it really is, isn't it? And it's, uh, it's so important that we can pull ourselves away personally, take the emotion out of that uh, and, and take a critical look at what is the data really telling me and is resonating with my audience. And if it's not, well, okay, bummer, (laughs) but be willing, and to pivot from that and, and right. make a shift. And it might be just a simple tweak. Um, but I think that's where a lot of people get caught up in the, uh, you know, feeling, feeling sad or down that right. your brand didn't strike a chord in the way that it, it might have, or you might have hoped it would.
1: Right. Well, uh, Melissa even wrote in the comments. she said her very first pin to take off at Tailwind had a spelling error. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and I, she shared that in
2: one of her webinars we did together. And I <laughs> love that story. It's so funny.
1: It's so funny. It's the ugly ones that you first started with are getting repinned and you'll see them come back again. And you're like, Oh my gosh, why can't that die? But anyway.
2: Um, <laughs> and it's not going to go away. I know it's
1: driving traffic though. So you got, yeah. you got, you know, you gotta deal that with
2: this. Right. Yeah.
1: So one of the things I was thinking about, okay, you know, do you think we, you know, as the culture, as, you know, the Facebook uh, moving so fast and Twitter moving even faster, um, do you think that we're starting to get overwhelmed with images uh, more than ever before? And, you know, do you think our audience will continue to be co- even more hungry with images? Or are they going to start kind of, remember when everybody had the uh, banner ads on their website mm-hmm. and they had the banner ad bl- blindness that would happen. Do you yep. think we're going to get in a situation like that? Do you see that happening in the future?
2: Yeah, I I definitely do. I think we're going to have to find a balance in how much we're sharing visually and I think we're already starting to see that where Uh, visuals don't quite have the impact that they they did now granted whether that's you know an algorithm change on Facebook or just a simple fact that yeah we're we've consumed too many visuals and we've moved on to the next thing you have to be agile in that sense and able to shift your marketing strategy and adjust to the current needs of your audience and with me it's it's a constant balance, a challenge to find that right balance of you know, how much just text-based uh, posts do I share? And obviously right. on networks like Instagram, you don't have that opportunity, but I think you do have the opportunity to switch up between uh, visuals that have text on them or maybe visuals that don't have any text and the, you know, the image itself right. does the talking. Um But yes, I I think we're already there.
0: We're getting
2: a bit of that blindness that you're talking about. And that's where keeping it fresh, keeping it unique, specific to uh, your business is going to be really important because we have so many tools, so many apps that when we first started, Mm -hmm. Jeff, they weren't there. Uh, right, right. You know, if, if you didn't know Photoshop or have some sort of skill uh, within that, it was really difficult to create a great visual. And now uh, the beauty is, is that everybody can create graphics. Um, it's as simple as, you know, just getting on <laughs> your mobile right, right. device. Exactly. Um, but you have to keep that in mind, too, that you don't want to uh, just create that cookie cutter look and feel that is going to fall into the newsfeed and not get seen.
1: That's exactly right. And I have that question a little bit later, but I wanted to ask, you know, since there, you can't, what are some tools that you like to use? I know you're a big fan of Canva. Mm-hmm. Are there some other ones that you really like to use to create uh, images with?
2: Yeah, you know, I, I do. I, I've loved Canva, used Canva since day one, still use it, um, and to create a lot of different things, like um, I you know, run two different chats, uh, Influencer Chat and Viral Chat, which you're going to be on tonight. Right. The right. Show today.
1: That's right. Exactly.
2: <laughs> um, I, I I use Canva to create all of those uh, graphics that we share. Um, and Relay is absolutely one of my favorites. I use it daily. Right. Uh, that's relay, dot, uh, relay that dot com, isn't it? Right. Right. Um, I love what Craig is doing over there. And then, as far as I'm still, it's probably ninety-eight percent Photoshop. Uh, for me, but love apps. So you know, I mentioned I've been traveling. Apps are amazing when you're on the go. Right, how exactly. much you can do with them? Uh, I've wor- used WordSwag for as long as I think WordSwag's been around, and use Adobe Post, which I really, really love. Um, right. but it, it's just a completely different look for me, um, and so I, I I love to also test those graphics to see you know I can pull a little bit different. Uh, look and feel from each of those. For example, Relay I've been using to pull some quotes out of our chats and i noticed right off the bat those were performing really well um and, and then i moved over to adobe post and and i've been testing a couple of different templates but i like to find something um that's working for me and you'll see this on instagram i've got maybe three different uh designs that i rotate through um i like to find those and then test them out. And then I, I pretty much stick, you know, with, with what's right. working. And I think that's another uh, thing that you've, you've done such a fantastic job with is figuring out what that brand looks like and then sticking with it and not getting all crazy and, you know, <laughs> all over the place. Like a lot right. of people do where I'm like, <clears throat> Who, it, I, you don't know whose whose graphic right. that is because it just, they haven't cu- created that seamless brand.
1: Yeah, and, and I I experiment a lot with uh, doing some uh, cinemagraphs on Instagram now. Um, but one of my, and you will probably like this app, you need to try it. It's called Enlight, and it's almost like Photoshop for your phone. And I usually run Ooh. all of my things through there uh, before I go to Instagram because I think they have some, some better filters and stuff. So anyway, that's a, a very, very cool uh, little um, app to try.
2: That's awesome.
1: So going back to kind of what you mentioned before, since there is like a lower barrier entry, and I still use Photoshop, like you said, probably 90% of the time. um, What are, what are some practical tips that you can give people to have their images stand out? Um, Because, you know, when Canva first came out, you could tell that was a Canva image after a while you'd say, especially in Pinterest, you'd see your feed and you go, Oh, there's a Canva. Somebody just took a template and changed the text and left everything the same. So how do you, um, Tell, what do you tell people to stand? How, do, how can you get them to stand out with their images? What are some advice on, on that?
2: Um, you know, that's a that's a great question. And it makes me think of um, my my presentation at uh, Social Media Marketing World and something that I think uh, Peg had done last year is in creating a style guide. Uh, for your brand. And it can be very simple. It does not have to be convoluted and difficult. Um, it's simple as doing what we were talking about just a little bit ago, which is identifying what are the fonts that uh, are going to uh, really be synonymous with your brand, but also uh, what are those fonts that are going to be easy to read? And that's uh, one of the biggest mistakes I see. We saw it a lot on Pinterest in the early days days of Uh, just those frilly fonts that they may be pretty, but they can be really hard to read when you've got content coming at you really quickly. So finding something that uh, is going to be easy to read no matter what social network it's on, um, nailing down those colors. So what's your color palette? Do you have two, maybe three colors that you're going to use over and over again uh, and making sure that you know what the hex code is, that you can use within any of the apps we're talking about Uh, and you pretty much can in any of these apps these days you have much flexibility um, but but creating even just that that mini style guide uh, that you stick with and the fun like with with a canva or a relay is then you can build that in to the apps so you don't even have to think about it uh, it's just there and, and another part of that is creating your templates. So creating a template, and I've done this within all of the apps that it's just so easy for me to go in and say, okay, I need to uh, I'm gonna post to Instagram or I'm gonna post to Facebook or over on Twitter. Uh and so I've created these templates that are the exact right size. Uh and it might be for a quote graphic, it might be for a tip, uh, it might be a promotional graphic, um, right. like For viral chat, Um, but it's just very simple for me to just drop in various different elements, and it doesn't—it doesn't have to take me a whole lot of time to create that that seamless look. And I think that's key too: is make it easy. Easy on yourself, so you're not. Oh my gosh, Jeff! I when I was first starting. I can't even imagine the amount of hours I spent right. moving things and tweaking uh-huh. and just trying to, you know, find that exact perfect look. And there is no such thing. I think that's another thing, you know, that we can both share is that good is good enough. And that's you right. have to know when to move on. Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh- What is that quote? Uh, 80% and shared the world uh, always is better than 100% perfect and stuck in your head. There
2: Uh, you go. I love that.
1: That was something that I had to get. Because, I I mean, I'm still behind because I still obsess a little bit over my images when I really shouldn't. Um, You mentioned the hex code. And something that I do that is very helpful is I actually have those uh, colors that I like uh, on Evernote. Because sometimes it's hard, not you know, you can't remember if you're on the go and you're using those apps and there's a place for you to put in those hex codes. You can just copy and paste from Evernote in there and you have it on your phone. So that's a, cool a great
2: use of Evernote. I use Google. Uh, I use Drive. So right, right. everything is within a Google Doc for me. But that's another great tip of just have everything in one easy location. So if you are on the go, uh, need to put something together on the fly, you're not – frantically searching all over for it exactly been there so, done that
1: right and, and I know we both have shared before um some of our favorite I think even post planner may have a post on this is the best place to find stock photos but mm. stock photos fo- stock photos versus your own what do you what would you um what do you recommend um I think most people use stock photos because it's hard to, <laughs> I'm not a good photographer it's that's why I use them so what yeah. about you
2: yeah, um, and and you can do a lot of things with stock photos these days to uh, really tailor them to your brand. Uh, I think there was a while there where stock photos became just uh, we became inundated with them, and they got a, a bad name, uh, kind of a bad rap. Um, but you can do some really awesome things with stock photos, uh, and it, create a scenario where you don't. You know, you don't have. To uh, build something from scratch every single time, and if if you're not somebody that has that artistic ability, I don't. I can't draw something. Um, uh, It's uh, it's it's an easy way to find something that aligns with whatever the content that you're sharing um and also goes to making it easy, making it quick. Um I think the the big concern is finding those that haven't been overused, that you're right. not going to see all over the place uh and aren't too stocky in feeling, you know, that it's not that the standard. Handshake. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There you go. Yeah, yeah, they remind me of the 90s, you know, when <laughs> all of our marketing and I'm dating myself and traditional marketing. But, you know, it was just that handshake and that, yeah. you know, somebody sitting at a typewriter because, of course, we were still using them at that point. That's right. exactly. um, but those were everywhere. And we've had the same situation um, in social media where stock photos have just um, There's so many great places out there, but they've definitely uh, been diluted um, in in the sense that too many people have used them.
1: Yeah, one of the things I tell people that because there are so so many good stock photos and even creative stock photo places now, as I said, don't don't be stingy if you're purchasing them. Buy like two sizes more than you need because then mm. you can rotate it and crop it and do something. You could zoom in on something on the on the uh, on the page, and that way. Yours doesn't look like, we talked about standing out in the right. feed, that yours doesn't look like everybody else who has bought that image. If you just get a couple sizes bigger and, and rotate it, and you can have a whole nother image. Look with that. So
2: that's a, you know, that's a, a, another point I'll just make real quick is uh, I do exactly that. So I've been a, a member of Dollar Photo Club forever, right. love, love, love them because I can buy whatever size I need. You know, I usually do, you know, 5,000 by 5,000. So, right, like right. you, I buy the biggest possible or a vector um, because right. my brand is really kind of that. that based, um, I will change the colors on, you know, it's very easy in Photoshop. Um, to to change uh, that whole look of that image to uh, my branded color. So I'll add in my orange. I'll change the blue to my blue. Uh, I'll put in some gray, you know, so you can change the look of that very easily with filters. Um, we've got so many different apps that you could run through a filter and make it feel more like your brand and less like that stock photo Lisa just mentioned right, the, the right. smiling people. And it's so funny because I think we all have those images of what stock photography is. And it has come so far uh, right. in, in what's available out there. And I think the important part is if you're using that, make it yours. Tweak right. it a bit just so that, yeah, it does look a, a, a lot different than maybe somebody else that's using the same exact image.
1: Very cool. Well, I would ask another question and I want to give a little, uh, a, a, example. We shared, I created an image and shared on Instagram, Instagram, on social media examiner's account. And I also did it on Facebook and it got a lot of comments and it was, I didn't think it was controversial, but it was a uh, guy Kawasaki. And it said, you know, um, there are two types of people on social media, uh, people who want to grow their account or liars. And I had a lady with a big long nose on it. And I thought it was it, funny. And, yeah. and it, I thought it was, it would be good if people understand it, but holy cow, it was very polarizing.
2: It, and yes, so, I've seen that, that comment do exactly that several times. Yeah.
1: Right. And so, um, what are your thoughts? Do you think it's okay to be controversial in, in your images that you're doing or what advice would you give on that? I mean, I think you could really turn off your audience if that's all you did. But I wanted to know your thoughts.
2: You know, I, I think it, it, it really goes back to your business and your brand and is controversy on brand for you. Uh, personally, I see nothing wrong with being controversial and pushing people's buttons and um, creating that conversation. Because uh, let's face it, if we all agreed all the time, how boring would life be? Uh, And I think it's the same thing within your business. And I think the important uh, other important aspect of that is that you're taking a stand um, and that and that you are clearly stating this is how I feel about uh, maybe there's a situation a big something going on in the news around your business nobody likes a wishy-washy person and nobody wants to do business with a wishy-washy brand Um, they want to know you know who you are and your position on things that are important to them things that really matter it doesn't mean getting off target losing focus talking about personal stuff have no business talking about within, you know, your, your business aspect. Um, that's why I say I think you, you have to stay focused and on brand uh, based off of who you are and that persona that you've created for your company. Um, yeah, there's there's plenty of people, guys, a great one. Right. That he's always saying something that is right. controversial, um, and I appreciate that personally right. because there's a lot of times where uh you know he or someone else uh, will say something that makes me go, hmm, i hadn't really thought about it like that, or I hadn't seen it from that perspective, and maybe right. i I disagree, but it gives me a, a new appreciation. where they're coming from. So I think it just, it it gives uh, an additional layer of insight into your business. And it also allows you to become a thought leader in that sense of, hey, you know what, this is how I feel. And it might not be popular, but I'm going to put it out there. And what that does is it naturally attracts the right people to you. You're all of a, a sudden going to start uh, seeing those people uh, want to connect with you that want to do business with you, that, that are like-minded in that sense, instead of that idea. I think so many of us had when we first started with social media was, Oh, well, I don't want to piss anybody off. You know, <laughs> right. I, I gotta be careful. Yeah. Um, and
1: and I think, yeah, I think there's a line that you don't, you yeah. don't, I mean, some, some people do, and that's their whole persona is they want to hack people off. And, you know, that's a whole different thing. But uh, I thought it was interesting. You know, it was funny because some people didn't even read the quote and they responded. And I'm like, you didn't even read it right. I don't understand why you're saying what you said. And then uh, on that same topic, we, we posted another one. It was a Michael Stelzner quote. And it was something about uh, being it was something like good character Trump's everything else. Well, mm-hmm. all that people saw right now was Trump. And they started oh, commenting geez. about Trump. And I'm like, <laughs> what? Are you kidding me? So anyway, it's, you never yeah. know what's gonna what's Isn't gonna happen. Isn't
2: that funny? But you know, that's a that's another great point. Is you do have to be aware of <laughs> what is trending, what's being talked about. Right. And I just didn't
1: think about it. Yeah,
2: it's that whole reticular activator thing. You know, everybody is so focused on politics and Donald Trump, <laughs> and then bam, <laughs> that's all yeah. they saw. That's pretty funny. I, yeah. I got to be honest, I don't know that I would have seen that same exact thing, but.
0: <laughs>
1: I- but and then of course, you know, once somebody does it, it just, it snowballed. So anyway, yeah. um, well, that's good. Cause and the other thing is, you know, quote graphics. Um, do you think they're, they're here to stay or are they on their way out? I mean, it seems like there's a new one every day. Um, and I know they're very popular on post planner. If you go and look at a lot of their, their uh, things are, they're pretty popular. Um, and they seem to be humorous. Do you think that's mm-hmm. a trend that's going to continue to go for a, for a while now? Or do you see quote graphics kind of dying off?
2: You know, I think they're just as popular as they've always been. I I think we we saw that, you know, where people were like, ah, infographics, they're going to die. Right. Uh, and infographics are just as popular. They've just changed. Right. Um, what we're looking for out of them has changed. But I, I think we are a, a visually hungry society. I think we love to consume content uh, visually. And I think that will continue. Now, how we use them, I think, will change. Um, I think how, how we're using them now is different than maybe how we use them even you know six months ago, two years ago. Uh, where they were just very basic and as people get more and more creative and pega just said um, you know guy is fearless uh, in in I'm putting fearless. it saying he's very brave and I think as as companies we can take a cue from that, you know. And as we become less and less afraid to test the waters and try different things out, I think they're going to change. I think uh, uh, how we position content with them is going to change. We're uh, in the midst. You mentioned Post Planner. We're working with Simply Measured on a case study right now of our just massive growth um, on on the Post Planner page. We went from. Uh, about a hundred thousand followers to just under 350,000 in six months. And it's all organic, almost a hundred percent organic growth. And so we really wanted to dive into that and, and help, uh, business owners better understand, you know, what steps can you take to do that? And you're right. Uh, so much of it is visual content. Right. Um, it's, it's, it's quotes, um, it's tips, it's events. Uh, so we're using them in, in multiple different ways, but it's understanding it to, you know, what type of content your uh, community is looking for uh, and then figuring out, you know, how can you replicate that? How can you give that to them over and over again, day in and day out? But to, you know, to just come full circle and answer your question, I don't think they're going anywhere.
1: Okay, cool. Yeah. I have a feeling they'll be around for a while. They may be animated or, you know, in 3d. You know, yes.
2: Gives her all the Yes. Right. Mm-hmm.
1: So let's break down kind of the images that work on the different platforms. Um, and a caveat, you know these could change tomorrow because that's the thing with social it it is always changing but um, you know on pinterest we know that you know the longer or the portrait style images seem to work the best so on like instagram you know you can post different size images now are you still finding that the square images work the best for you and yeah your I-
2: I definitely am. Um, I've I've tested it uh, with. Yeah, we have the opportunity to do the different sizes, but mm-hmm. I I think we've uh, we've gotten accustomed to those square images. And right. me personally, I just like the look of an Instagram feed that it has you know those standard. Square images. or something to be said for it. Now, I, you know, I, I have a, a son who's a photographer, and mm-hmm. so he was thrilled at. That- that right. he could change up the size or retain the original um, look of an image which without having to shrink it down, and he actually shunned Instagram for quite some time. I could not get him on there
1: I could understand that yeah,
2: yet. because of that, so I think for a lot of industries it 's probably a huge boon you know they 're probably thrilled to death to not have to lose the uh, actual context of the original of the original image. But yeah, it is interesting to see that, you know, Twitter opening up uh, the fact that we can now, you know, pretty much see any image size, uh, rather than having to have that specific size for Twitter. Um, I'm finding that uh, repurposing uh, some of my um, high performing content from Instagram or Facebook over onto Twitter in, you know, more of that right. square size, they do extremely well. Really? That was, I uh, was yeah. going to ask you
1: about that because I know like in Hootsuite in my, in my dashboard, they still are cropped because I, you know, I use lists all the time to manage mm. all my stuff. Uh-huh. And so I was wondering if what, what the, you know, cause Canva had the recommended sizes and I was using that for a while, but I've started to use right. the, like you, the square images and I, I am seeing a difference. So it's, it's really, really interesting on that. Um,
2: yeah, it, it well it, it it is to me too. I wondered what kind of an impact that change to Twitter would have. Um, and for me, it's been, you know, I'm a huge fan of repurposing and right. with post planner, you can, you can pull your Instagram, you can pull your Pinterest, you can pull your Facebook feed, you know, anything right in there. Uh, and so I've just tested cross promoting, as I said, you know, that, that content that's performed really, really well, maybe on Instagram and then tweeting it out. Uh, and it's been exciting to see how incredibly well those have done. So I'm wondering. Based off of what you're say- saying, you know, with what you see within Hootsuite, if mo- more people mm-hmm. have moved to um, a, a, the native Twitter app situation where they're actually looking through, you know, Twitter, whether it's, you know, uh, on their desktop or laptop or on uh, mobile, but looking through the actual Twitter app and because you can see, you know, full size,
1: Right. So, okay. So we covered Instagram, Pinterest, uh, Twitter. Okay. Google Plus. Now, I kind of felt like I kind of, that was my first love of a social media platform because i really liked it but i kind of got away with clients and stuff and and now they've changed it up with collections Mm -hmm. so do you have any recommendations for google plus with your images
2: yeah well obviously we both had uh, a very similar love with (laughs) google plus and that was uh it was the wild west initially and trying Mm -hmm. to figure out what worked over there Um, yeah and collections, I just, I, I think it's a super cool way, um, to, it's, it's kind of like Pinterest, uh, being able to create boards where you're collecting similar type of content, uh, for anybody to find. So it's now an easier way for people to see what type of content you're creating, to quickly and easily go to that collection, see all right. of it there at a glance. Uh, so I think for, Anybody, whether you're a personal brand or a business, uh, it's just smart to start to organize your content in that way. That makes it super easy for people uh, to find the content that they're looking for without having to sift through a whole lot of content.
1: Right. Now, are you posting square images on on uh, Google Plus or are you no. using your... The long one? Okay, yep, I
2: okay. do the longer form and uh, I do the square. So every once in a while, uh, I'll play around with those images that I've created for Facebook, for Instagram, uh, and as I said, repurpose them. Over there right. too. So yeah, and they they do well over there. I know there was a time where we were just beating that drum on, you know, the longer form uh, content over there, but uh, that seems to have changed as well. Uh, you know, link-based content does well over there now, where it didn't. For a really right. long time, and, and I am, you know, I mean, just dropping a link in for an article as opposed right. to putting that image in there. So there's been a lot of changes over there too, and I think they've been good in the sense right. of the expanded type of content that's getting some traction.
1: Well, what we're doing at Social Media Examiner um, is now we're doing the, the link posts and since our Pinterest image is embedded on the blog post Google Plus will actually let you select that as a link image so my thinking was is there's this huge area now that is clickable instead of clicking on it and you go to like the uh the the view of a slideshow or whatever it actually is a link back to your website so right. and that's what we're interested in so we're testing it just like you always uh recommended and we'll see that works out but yeah. you never know what to what. well
2: and i love to see what you guys are always you know testing and changing things up doing things a little bit differently um and never getting too stuck on one thing uh, and that's yeah. that's another mistake I see people make is oh well this is working so it's just going to continue to work forever, uh, and then all of a right. sudden you realize whoa, <laughs> uh, right. you know I'm not getting engagement off of that anymore. You've got to make a, a radical change instead of. Constantly doing what you're talking about and testing, testing, testing uh, and, and changing it up. Um, and we have so many different ways we can do that, you know, in the context that we're writing, whether it's shorter or longer in uh, using the reactions and the emojis right, right. and all the different opportunities we have to just, I think, position our content a little bit differently.
1: Yeah. Jim Wiles Factor says, uh, you know, too many images don't help if tell the story, then they become a nu- nuisance. And I think mm. that's true that they've always got to be telling the story, telling the story about your brand or your business. Uh well, we're getting kind of close on the end of time, but I want to ask some questions that people had posted uh to me. And uh one of them and and this is I know, you know, you, you can answer this, is um it's from my friend Rob Russo. He's great over on Instagram, but he Aww. goes hey, Rob. we're talking we're talking about viral images, so he wants a secret formula Um, is there a proven combination of fonts, colors, or a photo that works across everything? Is there mm. to make your image go viral
2: oh Rob you, <laughs> Rob could actually answer that question a whole lot better than I can he's uh, he, this is actually what he does every single right. day as far as design um, but you know what it's it's really different every study I have seen is very specific to the social network so for example uh, you know a study had come out on Instagram where human faces didn't perform as well as Um, And actually, I I said that wrong. I think that was Pinterest, not Instagram. Um, uh, So I think it's understanding the social network um, and understanding what type of content has performed well in the past. So look at top content look at proven content uh that is going to give you predictive results and i think that's that's where uh we oftentimes miss the boat too is you don't take the time to do your research to really understand what's performed well but yeah it's still a scenario in my opinion um, that you've got to understand uh, this, the, these nuances of each social network. You've got to understand what people are looking for. Uh, I find that it happens every time. You know, something will do well on Google+, but it won't do well on Facebook uh, right. or, you know, vice versa. Uh, and so you really need to understand what, what your audience is responding to. And just because you like it doesn't mean they're going to like it. Uh, so look to your past and previous content to understand, you know, what's working and what's not. Uh, for me personally, as I said earlier, uh, it's it's clean designs, and Rob does a lot of that. Rob and I share yeah. the orange in branding. That's right. Yeah. Um, and his, his are, I, I love them. They're, you know, they're just that, that, that clean background, white, kind of stark background uh, with a splash of orange, black text. I, I would say black, he might use gray, I can't remember. Right. Um, but it's, there's contrast, uh, so stark contrast between his elements, the colors, um, and it, It's just very easy for me, for my brain to process and for me to know exactly the point he's trying to get across. So I would just keep that all in mind, uh, keep it very easy to read, but also keep it very consistent with what's working on that particular social network.
1: Gotcha. Here's another question from uh, from Craig Carpenter, who is actually the uh, founder developer of Relay that we were talking about earlier. And he goes, how can someone better plan their content to coincide with topics that are predicted to trend? So he's wanting some ideas on, you know, on images. How can I work with some topic to some topics? And is there some tools maybe that, you know, you can look at to help you find out what's trending at the time?
2: Yeah. And again, that's uh, that's going to be a little bit different, you know, dependent on the social network. Um, Buzzsumo is a right. tool I use every single day. Absolutely love that tool. Um, and that will help you see uh, exactly what's what's worked already based off of a keyword research, based off of a hashtag, uh, whatever you're looking for. Um, I, Twitter analytics are huge. They're like a goldmine of mm. data uh, to be able to look at um, what your audience has reacted to, what they've liked, um, what they're actively sharing, who your supporters are, who your promoters are within your business. Facebook analytics, obviously, another huge resource. Um Google analytics and tying your Google analytics into your social media, um, so that you really know, you know what is happening, um, what are those steps that people are taking to get to you, or what actions are they taking, or what are they clicking on to get to you? Uh, so using you know URLs that you can track. Uh, so there's there's so many different ways, and it just really depends uh, on what type of data you're looking for, um, how you're wanting to track that, how deep you you know how deep dive you want to do into that um and and then what specifically you want to know uh simply measured i, I mentioned uh, mm-hmm. gosh they just they have so much data it can blow your mind uh in what you can learn um i'm a huge sprout social fan used it since the beta days i love uh their reporting features so um you know again i think it just depends on what type of information you're looking for but there there are so many great tools out there it's uh it's really finding the one that works best for you
1: and i think too it's is uh finding like on pinterest what your audience is liking and then giving them more of it. You know, Peg uh, has talked about it many times is feeding the content monster and you want to feed the content monster stuff that it likes to eat. So you, know, <laughs> you want to use those tools to find out what what to actually make. So here's the last question from Elisa. She asks, how to ke- how do you keep a consistent look and feel for branding without things becoming stale?
2: Mm. Well, it goes back to what we were talking about with the style guide. Uh, so creating uh, really your your guidelines for your brand as far as what's allowed. You don't have to get super crazy with that. Uh, you just have to know uh, what you're going to stick with. And this is especially helpful if you're working with a designer that is helping you so that it does give them uh, a, a real guide into uh, what's okay what's not um you know i worked with better homes and gardens for years and we were so specific that you know the logo could only be in a certain location you don't have to get that crazy uh you just need to know what is acceptable what's okay for you um and then from there once you've got that baseline then you you can you can play around with the other elements with the fonts um With, uh, you know, maybe your background images, we talked about stock photos, Mm -hmm. uh, and really start to figure out what that look is that uh, is performing well for you, but uh, gives you enough flexibility that you can change out uh, those those different. Elements within that, so I, you know, I I don't think there's any any reason why you have to get stagnant in what you're doing. Um, I I have fun playing around, but still staying true to uh, several things, which are you know my brand colors, my brand fonts. Um, it's just that overall look and feel that is, uh, consistent with my brand. And once you've got that kind of that guide for yourself, then you can start playing around with other
1: stuff. Right. Exactly. Well, Rebecca, thank you. I mean, this, we could talk about this for another, ever. you know, hour. Yeah. I mean, for it never ever. gets old. It's very, it's exciting to me. Um, but I want you to have a chance to tell everyone where the best place is to find out about you and your services.
2: Absolutely. So you can find me at Rebecca dot com and then across social media uh, at Rebecca Radice, uh just about anywhere. And um, as I said, uh, you know, working with Post Planner every single day and our, our big, big initiative that I would love to just share with everybody is um, the Facebook 30 day challenge that I mentioned at the beginning. And that's just 30 days to growing a better Facebook presence Um growing a page that you can actually uh monetize that you're seeing is seeing real results from um and so we'd love to have you over there in that community uh 30 days to uh really get your yourself either back on track or start a whole new uh facebook presence um and oh hey looky yeah. there we just happen to be here in chat. Leanne. There,
1: you go. there we go. Very cool.
2: Leanne, our amazing social media manager, is there. So thank you very much. Yeah, so the links that are there.
1: Make, make sure you guys check that out. And as always, I'd love for you guys to visit manlypinterstips.com, click on the sidebar, and subscribe to our email community where you'll never miss a great guest like we had with Rebecca today. Because at manlypinterstips.com, we're always adding testosterone one pin at a time.
0: <laughs> See you next time, everybody
2: love it. Bye-bye.
0: Thank you for joining Jeff on his mission to help you be successful in the Pinterest world. Would you like to take part in a live show? Be sure to join Jeff's email community at manlypinteresttips.com Adding testosterone one pin at a time.